Hello there, I'm Marilyn, and this is a very special edition of my podcast. Inspired by International Women's Day, my desire is to bring a little encouragement, inspiration, and a little joy at a really difficult time on the planet. And most importantly, to help me on my mission to reimagine what women leading their worlds look like. Today, I'm thrilled and delighted to introduce to you Susie Daphnis. Now, Susie, if you are in Australia, you will know the name Susie Daphnis. She's an absolute legend and one of the first to bring together women in business in Australia. So keep listening and find out who has inspired Susie on her amazing journey, on her amazing journey. Susie, thank you so much for your time and welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here and have this conversation with you and see you because I haven't seen you in the longest time. I know, it's great. Susie and I met in a mutual mastermind a few years ago in a conference in the US and uh, we don't have a lot to do with each other, but we're kind of, you know how you've got friends on social and you check in and every now and then comment and laugh. Yeah, Yeah. so sort of in in the business. Susie, uh, we've been all around the world all sorts of accents. Where are you currently living and what's your accent? So I live in Sydney, Australia, born and raised in Sydney, Australia, though I have done stints in the UK and the US. I don't think I have a really ocker accent, but no. I'm definitely, um, I'm first generation uh, Australian. My parents moved to Australia in the 60s from mm. Greece. And so hence mm. the face. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people already know who you are, but in case someone's been living under a rock what is it that you do what's your wow what is it that you do with your time what I do and am very passionate about is I head up an organization called Her Business and we're Australia's longest standing um, networking and mentoring Mm. community for women who want to scale a business so they've started a business but they're at a point where they want to stop throwing spaghetti against the wall winging it and actually want a structured way to grow a six or seven figure business And we do that through uh, a membership, through a mastermind, through mentoring and through a fabulous retreat that we run in Hawaii. So why women? What's the story? How did that begin working with women? I love this. It was never my intention at all. But many, many years ago, I had started my own business out of my spare room with my partner and it was an events business. And we were going to represent different Mm. authors and speakers in Australia. And I was looking for some way to promote this one particular author that we were bringing out. And I came across an organization called the Australian Business Women's Network. And it was an association style organization that, as the name um, indicates, supported women business owners. And I offered to pay them to put my brochure in their newsletter. And the woman who had started it said, hey, you sound really interesting. We're looking to expand into Sydney. Would you be interested in running our Sydney events? And I went, oh, no, I've just started my business. I've had it for five minutes. I don't need another responsibility. And I got off the phone. I spoke to my partner, PJ, and he said, why not? You might meet some really interesting people. I'm like, because I'm so busy running my own business. But I said yes and um, started to do this on the side. So I would run the Sydney events. And then a couple of years later, the founder had a couple of kids, moved to country Victoria, and I bought the business from her. And it was something that kind of always was a passion project. It stood to the side of my main business, and I would throw a team member at it or some resources. But then in 2007, when I sold my business, 
all I wanted to do was go deeper into this organization. Mm. And we moved it from being an association style organization with monthly events and canapes uh, in Sydney, Melbourne, and uh, sometimes Brisbane to an online event. So we've been running online events since 2007, when people Mm. didn't know what online events Mm. were, and they would ring us and say, where do I go for that webinar? And so we now have women in regional, rural, um, urban areas across Australia, and increasingly because of the technology, um, the world. And our passion is to support women business owners to grow scalable, profitable businesses without having to work harder and harder and burn out and be overwhelmed and all those horrible mm. things. You're such a veteran in the industry. Yeah. And it, like these days, since COVID, it's, it's normal. It just seems normal right. to meet people, have relationships with them, you know, network online. Why, what made you go this direction and not keep going with the events bit. What was the essence that sort of really like you fell in love with? The ability to have um, what we offered accessible to the woman in the smallest town, mm. in the smallest village, in the someone who didn't have access to what you and I being, you know, city dwellers mm. have mm. of every breakfast, lunch and dinner, you oh, could be yeah, out doing yeah, something yeah. else and connecting. Mm. And what I knew was that, you know, firstly, it was far more economical from a time perspective. You didn't have to pack your bag. You didn't have to wear, you know, you could do it in your shorts. <laughs> and so women yeah. could just tune in. And when it was over, they could be back with their kids or they could be back working in mm. their business and they mm. didn't have to do the whole commute or travel and all that. And I've always been a very early adopter of technology, whether that is telecasts in the old days or podcasting, which we've done for years, or webinars or online challenges or, you know, online courses and all those things. And so for me, being able to leverage technology to do more with less is something that I encourage all women business owners to do but it was something that we very much wanted to demonstrate for our community as being a way to connect like just like Mm. you and I connecting right here but Mm. using technology that's already available but like you said sometimes you can be a little ahead of the curve and you're having to teach people Mm. whereas COVID has done for a lot of us a lot of favors not only about communicating even things like e-commerce have just gone through the roof since COVID because we finally had to (laughs) order online and therefore online experiences had to get better and so we up leveled ourselves as business owners Mm. when it comes to you know doing business online. Mm. How have you seen women in business change morph release the shackles what what changes have you seen in just that what 15 years because that's a it's yeah, longer than 25 years. Yeah, yeah, but since, what was it, 20, since, 2007? Oh, since yeah, yeah, since yeah. online. And then beforehand, you must have seen a massive change in what women couldn't do back then and what they could do now and even right. how we feel about stepping out and having our own businesses. Can we get into that psyche of women that you've observed mm-hmm. firsthand? Firstly, there are a lot more role models. In 1998, when we first inducted women into the Business Women's Hall of Fame, it was so hard to find female role models. Mm. These days, uh, they're plentiful. And I like to think that over the 20 years and 200 women that we've inducted, that we've helped pave the way to normalise the fact that, one, you can be a woman business owner. Two, that doesn't mean you're earning a little bit on the side to support the family, but that you actually have a six, a seven-figure business. You have a sustainable business that is your very own expression. And so for me, some of the things that have changed is um, that these hobby businesses are becoming more and more sustainable businesses. And that's one of my passions is to Mm. move women from that maybe they start off wanting to replace the salary, but that they actually are on a trajectory to do that. And so two, five, seven, ten years later, they are seeing the benefits of the hard work that they are doing, not just in 
reaching more people and making an impact, but also in the money that is in the bank. And while I'm not money-driven, I'm very mission-driven, it still makes sense if we want to stay in business a long time that we find ways to become more and more sustainable. The other thing I've noticed that's happened with women, obviously with the advent of technology as well, is that many women have gone from one-to-one brick and mortar from to one-to-many and being able yes. to mm-hmm. take their expertise and share it with a lot more people because um, technology allows that. We saw that also more during the last two years where women have to shut down their practice. I can't do my naturopathy that way anymore. Therefore, I need to create an online course or I need to do something online or I need to do telehealth or whatever that is. Although styling, you know, when I take someone shopping and dress them in the right clothes, I can't do that in person because the stores are closed or everyone has to wear a mask. Therefore, I'm now going to develop an online part to my business. And I think that is allowing more women, firstly, the barrier into business has been reduced. The It's been normalized. Um, but I think, you know, there's still way too many women trying to do it on their own. So for us, being able to bring women together to show them how, what other women are doing and what's really working is a key priority. It's so critical and, it, and it's going to grow even more. And I think we work better when we're connecting with others, don't we? We When we're collaborating, when we're in partnership, when we're helping each other. And yet still we struggle with comparisons and Mm. (laughs) competing. Why, from your perspective, what could we do to put that to bed finally and and collaborate? Because we're so strong together. There's so much that underlies why we might feel that competition. And I know there have been times where I felt competition as well. And especially, you know, I've been in this business over 25 years. So people would pop up doing something similar. Somehow I would feel threatened. But when you get really clear on your place in the market, who you serve, your ideal customer, the pain point or problem that you specifically resolve and how you do that, you can have 25 copywriters standing shoulder to shoulder and they each have more than enough of a market. You can do that with pretty much any industry, naturopathy, trainers, coaches, um, people who work in the, you know, floral industry, but you just need to know how to articulate what you do in a way that has you stand out. The other thing is to start to work with other women. And so one of the things inside of our culture is about collaboration. And so we're always encouraging women to connect with others who have their ideal client as well. And so who else has your ideal customer? And don't, if you weren't to think of them as competition, but just saw them as other people in that same line of work, who could you collaborate with? If you worked in the wedding industry, how many other people does that couple need to be in touch with to create that magical event. Every single one of those people are people you can collaborate with. Let me give you an example. One of our members, Anita, she has an e-commerce store called Sequins and Sand and she sells swimwear for, and you'll love this, Marilyn, for women whose bodies have changed over time and they may have changed, right, and they don't feel comfortable getting into a swimsuit. And I'm not saying you'll appreciate this, but you'll appreciate that this business exists. yes. Oh, well, I appreciate so, it personally as well. I know that feeling of... <laughs> and so those women's bodies may have changed due to menopause or losing a breast to cancer or mm-hmm. age or pregnancy or all those things. And so Anita sells swimwear and accessories. So she teamed up with uh, another member who has a business called Strong Healthy Women. They have a similar ideal client. They're women over their 50, in their 50s. And so Peter, who has Strong Healthy Women, did some exercise classes for her audience. She brought in Fiona, who's a stylist. And Fiona showed them, well, if you're going to get a swimsuit, here's the cut you want, depending on your neckline or the length of your legs or the length of your torso. And so they worked collaboratively and just added so much value 
to each other. She brought someone in who's a, a naturopath specializing in menopause. And what do you do with that meno oh, belly? Well, yes. She, yeah, isn't yes. it fantastic? So these women are all collaborating yes. and they're the sorts of uh, relationships we're seeing every single day inside the Her Business Network because we turn women on to the thinking that there is more than enough. You just need to know what your lane is. And then it's like, you know, you're on a track. You want to put the blinkers on and you want to stay in your lane, but you know very clearly where you're going. You have a very clear vision of what you're trying to create. You know what game you're playing. You know your big why. And you know your idle client. And then you, you know, surround yourself with people who support that vision because you know what it's like. It's very different having a peers. Like you said, we met in a mastermind, peers who understand what you mean when you say I'm bringing on a virtual assistant or I'm doing a new lead magnet or I'm trying a webinar versus going to the weekend barbecue and your brother-in-law says, you know, how's that no business idea. of yours going? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. How's that? Ho- they really I'm not think disparaging hobby, the brothers-in-law. No, I like- know, but we do get that. You know what I mean? you know, my, dad, my dad still says, I still don't get what you do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my dad has no idea. I don't even try anymore. <laughs> Susie, you have a big emphasis on mentoring in your mm. e- every level of your business. Can you tell us why? I mean, I know why. It's a rhetorical question, but I'd really love to hear your heart on the value mm. of mentoring and how women um, can be mentors to each other, I guess formally and informally. Formally and informally, yes, because um, mentoring has been not only in my own personal experience, but something that studies have found that businesses Mm. that have a mentor tend to outlast businesses that do not. And whether you Mm. speak, you know, there's fabulous quotes from uh, Richard Branson, Oprah Winfrey, to say that that missing link that is the difference between people who become successful and stay successful is who they have around them. And one of those key relationships is that of a mentor. And I have had peer-to-peer mentoring groups, as I'm sure you have too, and they have been invaluable to me. But I've also had mentors and sometimes those have been in-kind arrangements. Sometimes they've been paid arrangements. But the role of a mentor for me is someone who has been down that path and can show you the faster way to get there. Doesn't let you trip over the things that you might have tripped over, but is also not attached to your the outcome. So we, you might have a business partner or other people around you who they're kind of attached to what you do, but a mentor can look back and just be the sounding board. They can reflect back to you what they see happening. And so for me, it's just a fast track to grow your business. That's why we've offered mentoring for the last 28 years for women business owners where we match them with an ideal mentor depending on what their weaknesses are, depending on what their aspirations are. And so for me, I've been mentored in anything from, you know, internet marketing to creating a better membership community to real estate investing. So one of my mentors, a Mm. personal mentor, is a woman named Kim Kiyosaki. She is married to Robert Kiyosaki, who's the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And Kim and Robert and my partner PJ and I were business partners for 10 years. And we did events all around the US and Australia and New Zealand Mm. promoting the Rich Dad books and series and all those things. Now, one of the things that we had our eyes set on as business owners was that we wanted to use the business as a vehicle to fund our um, our future. And so not just make cash and eat it up, but actually put it away. And so we decided we would invest in real estate. And Kim Kiyosaki is a self-made millionaire who is a fantastic real estate investor. Mm. And so she was really encouraging of me in those early years where I didn't know anything about real estate investing. I didn't know much even about numbers. Like it was one, if I look at all my business skills, it was the one that probably trailed the most in the early years. But she mentored me around how 
as a woman, that financial independence was so important. And even though I was in business with my partner, PJ, and we built all our wealth together, being able to stand on my own two feet, knowing that um, I can create my own wealth, I'm working really hard in my business, I can channel that towards investments, that was really important. Um, There's another mentor, Maureen, her name is, and she was as much mentor as therapist, I have to be honest, (laughs) when I sold my business. The best kind. (laughs) What do I do with my life and my world? Um, I worked with Maureen for two years, uh, meeting almost weekly some months to help Mm. me get my head back in the game to go, okay, you started this business, you ran it for 13 years, you sold it. Now now what do you do with your precious time? Because I was still in my, I was 40 when I sold my business and I was in a position where I really didn't need to work because, as I mentioned, we built up our investments. Now what do I want to do? Now what do I want to put my passion, mm. my attention and all my, my energy? And so it was a real changing of my headspace to go, okay, if I can do anything, what do I want to do? And what I wanted to do was her business. What I wanted to do was to help as many women business owners as possible to reach their potential in their business, not just to have these flailing things that was stressing them out, that at the end of the day, they didn't feel this amazing achievement for what they had done. And so I had to break it down. I had to look at what worked for me. What did I know? What structures had I created in my own business? What had I done with my thinking? And so success in business for me is not just about what you're doing in your business, because we can do, do, do all day long. It's really about who you're being and it's about your mindset. Absolutely. And it's about so many other things that are, you know, you don't find in a how to do business textbook. And so for me, that gentle dance between the inner and the outer game of business is my sweet spot. It's where I like to play. It's where I can make the most impact. Um, and so I've forgotten your question now, but that's where we land. <laughs> No, it was great. And we sort of morphed into who influenced you and mentored you. Is there anyone else that you would like to show off about dead or alive? Maybe you don't even know yeah. them that have influenced um, you. Uh, and we're talking women specifically. So I want yeah, to mention the yeah. wonderful, wonderful Anita Roddick, who I had oh, the great yes. pleasure of meeting uh, when I was in my early 20s. I worked for Virgin. Did and uh, at the time, yes, I worked for them for three years. And at the time, they were just opening up retail stores in Australia. And they opened up the first store in Darling Harbour. And in Darling Harbour, I, and so a lot of the staff had come over from the UK. And of course, mm. the body shop, Anita's uh, brand, is. Mm-hmm. British and in Darling Harbour yes. there opened a body shop never heard of the body shop and one of my um uh, pers- my girl that I worked with uh we went over at lunchtime and she said oh you don't know this woman oh this is who she is and I started to look her up I read her books I got so um entranced by her commitment to not just profit but impact and the changes mm-hmm. she was making in the lives of everybody that touched every part of her supply chain and I was blessed in 1997 which is a long time ago now to host an event with her for 750 people here in Sydney and introducing her that day I can still feel the shakes of how nervous I was because this woman had meant so much to me and shaped my wants and needs about the impact that I could make with my own business not comparing my impact to hers at all but just that she was just such a she was a wildfire she had this crazy curly hair she said whatever came to her mind and for me she was just this expression of a woman who was she knew her mind she knew what she wanted she had the hugest heart and she you know left left it all on the table like when she Mm. did business and so I'm yeah very so she's a mentor kind of from afar even though I did get to meet her it's not like I can call her a personal mentor there's one more person actually 
So the person that I wanted to mention is someone who you either love or hate. Usually there's no in-between and that is the amazing Madonna. Oh, And the reason I want to mention her is because she is, she says this, she says, people don't ask for what they want. That's why they don't get what they want. And I find that with women speaking up, asking for what we want is one of the things we kind often, you know, we come up against. And so we may not like Madonna. We may not like Madonna's music. We may not like Madonna's about, here's what I love about Madonna. The woman knows what she wants. She knows how to ask for what she wants. Mm. We all know her song, Express Yourself. What is it about? It's about expressing yourself, asking for what you want. And so for that reason, plus her incredible fashion sense, which I oh, I just want all her clothes, um, she for me is, is I a mentor see you in, in just being a Romara. Crucifix. Yeah, I used to wear the cross, you know, the men, you know, did all that. Um, but, um, yeah, but she, for me, is a mentor in just going for it. And, you know, mm. if I had like a hundredth of her bravery um, in some ways, I, well, I do have, but, you know, she's just, she's out there. <laughs> she's out there. And so for me, she's a role model in that way. She's a good role. Well, that's a great example. I love that. And it, 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 it really links in with this whole theme of this special edition series of show off because people go, oh, you can't call it that, you know, it can't show off. And especially in Australia, this tall poppy uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, do you remember a time when you felt as a woman you were waiting for permission to be successful or to take the next step? In early I feel days. like I still do it sometimes. I feel like really? I still do it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know, anytime I, I think we're here and we want to go there, anytime we want to try something different, anytime, you know, we're using a new uh, technology or we're going for a bigger goal or trying something new, I always still feel that, that okay, I feel like I need to gather my facts or I need to, you know, get into the ear of a friend. I, you know, I still go through those things and that's where I revert back to okay so do I need to build my skill am I clear on why I'm doing this because if I can tap into that purpose am I can I find the joy in this and tap into my passion who around me can support me who around me has done this before is it a mentor is it a friend um and then take a little action just take a little action mm. you know go live into a private group <laughs> before you go live <laughs> to the world and so for me and and it's that thing that um author Stephen Pressfield calls the resistance. It's that voice mm. that says, who are mm. you two, you know, mm. and that tries to keep us small. And I think that no matter how much success you have, how many dollars in the bank, how much fame, how many followers on Instagram, for all of us, you know, we can still go through that. And I certainly still do. Sometimes it's just asking myself for permission, you know, just really getting still with myself and going, okay, it's okay to do this. You know, you might fall flat on your face, but what could you do? What could you do that feels safe? And so I don't feel like I've got it all uh, nutted out in any way. <laughs> don't you? Oh, Susie, you're pretty perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about the Aussies is we're not, we're not afraid to admit that we're not, are we? <laughs> no. No. I love that. Uh, Susie, this has been amazing. Is there anything else left unsaid that you would like to share with the viewers and the listeners? Anything from your heart? I just want to thank you for doing this series and for being willing to talk about women showing up, women speaking up, thank women you. showing off and really being proud of who they are because I think these are conversations that lift, you know, What's that saying? The rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah, it lifts all boats. And so, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the invitation. I'm glad we could do this. You're welcome. Now, one last question. It's the end of your life. I want to show off about you. 
What would be the greatest honour for me to say? I feel like my work here, even though I've had a number of businesses and done all sorts of things online and offline, uh, would be that I had an incredible impact, especially in Australia, on the success of women business owners in growing and scaling businesses that gave them the lives that they wanted. That would do it. I, I think you could already tick that box, Susie. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm done, though. No, no. Is there, a, is, there a, is there a point where you think you will be done or is that your last breath? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, if, um, if I was going to retire, I probably would have done it right now. I'm sure at one point I want to maybe have, do something different. But for now, I just really adore what I do. I can do it. It's a leveraged business in that a lot of it is online. I can do it pretty much from anywhere. Um, but I choose to live in Australia at the moment. But um, yeah, so no plans to make any major changes. Not in the next five years that I can see anyway. <laughs> great, great. Australia benefits for it. Thank you so much, <laughs> Susie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.